The Tilted Land Shark Podcast on the Sports Company Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now... You can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Tilted Land Shark podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's okay. Don't hit the stop button. I know this is not Chase's voice, as you are used to hearing. Uh, this is Rod Villa Gomez. Who am I? I am the host of several shows here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network to include CFL, NASCAR, fantasy football, and now the guy in the hot seat for the AUDL podcast, the ultimate disc podcast tilted uh land shark podcast uh chase is on location and uh, doing some remote work for himself uh maybe i don't know or maybe he's just got a nice alcoholic beverage and he's just enjoying uh life but i don't know as always zach savello is in the second seat zach where the hell is chase chase is gone uh, <laughs> off the grid. I don't think I've t- no. I'm just kidding. Chase is taking a, a necessary vacay with his family, so we'll let him enjoy that. Not pester him. But hey, Rod, let me tell you, it's great to be in the presence of a legend, an SGPN legend like you, man. Uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun today. I can tell you that much. Flattery will get you everywhere, Zach. Uh, you've learned the golden <laughs> rule immediately, my friend. Thank you. Now look, hey, so. Look, just a little behind the scenes of, of this and that Zach did reach out uh, earlier last week and said to me, hey, uh, Chase is going to be, um, you know, he's going to break his legs and not want to do this. So uh, can you sit in and, and take over his seat for him? And I thought to myself, look, I have I, the only experience I have with Ultimate Disc is playing it. And, and not even very well, for that matter. So uh, the fact that there was an, a league, the fact that there was even betting on this, it just made me say, wow, <laughs> we are down <laughs> a rabbit hole. And I knew the show existed, and I've, I've listened to a couple episodes because I, I am a firm supporter of this network. So the fact that Zach reached out and said, hey, man, I know you don't know too much about this, but you probably know enough to host the show. So here I am hosting the show. And once again, Zach, this is... a uh, this is a lot of fun already. I'm, I'm having a blast. Yeah, great. I mean, hey, you take a small market like Ultimate that's growing. You take a growing market like sports gambling. You put them together. I It, it could be a, a pretty big thing. It's It was pretty fun for me to find my niche in Ultimate and be like, wow, okay, I'm also a gambler, and you can start gambling on this. I'm going to start an early retirement from professional Ultimate and get into uh, – handicapping the AEDL, why not? Um, to have you along for the ride, a part of the journey, I think it's going to be great. You know, it's funny because you're putting my tweet to the test in which I had said earlier, I tweeted out that uh, I love me the scrappy leagues, I love me the scrappy football players, the scrappy athletes that are not necessarily overblown by the paycheck that they get every week and want to talk to you, want to have time with you, want to just express their love for the game as much as you love the game, even though you're, you know, but you are a player, so you actually had the opportunity to get out 
and do this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I love it. So you're putting this to the test almost immediately by giving me a chance to talk about Ultimate Disc. I know. And, I mean, it's great about the scrappy leagues. It's young, yes, but you're now seeing a lot of parity, too. So one thing we like to try to take advantage of is, advantage of is getting ahead of the market before, you know, the market catches up. But, man, some of these teams that I've always thought lesser of, we'll talk about Austin. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Seattle and Oakland. Like, there's a lot more parity in the league. The league is kind of, like, evening out talent-wise. I think as the game of ultimate grows, I think we talked with Matt Smith, was it two weeks ago, and his involvement in youth programs through the AEDL and how we're able to grow the sport of Seattle um, I want to say it was Zeppelin had uh, a little like flashback to where he was a kid watching the Seattle Cascades play and had a picture with an athlete. And now he is an athlete, a stud rookie for that team. And so being able to see youth programs actually now in the league playing, you get a lot of parity. So not only scrappy, but also just one hell of a league to watch. I am a gigantic fan of the movie Basketball. And I'm a gigantic fan of that movie because of the simple fact that at one point, Coop said to himself, I'm going to own a big sports bar. And then, you know, that's that's eventually became a sports star in and of his own right. So I, I just, I love it to death. But Zach, you didn't just bring me in on just a normal show. Like this wasn't just something that you're like, hey, we're going to do a no-, no, you started me with the guy in charge of the league, yeah. <laughs> the CEO, we have a, <laughs> Steve Hall, man. We have a pretty big guest coming. Um, We had some big news in the AEDL last week with uh, Legends and the Minority Stake in the AEDL. So it's like, I've uh, got a message. We got to put Steve Hall on the show. Oh, shoot. My co-host is on vacation. Uh, let's get Rod on the show. He can figure this out, right? <laughs> So here you are, uh, thrown straight into the fire. I hope you're ready, because I think we're going to have one hell of a conversation. Uh, we've had players on, and we got the insight of like all the players and how they get ready for games, the X's and O's, how they started. We've got the guy now running the business, so we get all the business insight of a growing sport. So I think this could be one of our better episodes. I hate that Chase is missing out on this. Um, I'm sure down the road we'll have Steve back on. Uh, he's been a good friend to us here at SGPN so far. Very uh, resourceful. So it's going to be great. Well, promise to bail me out if my rookie AUDL knowledge starts to fail me uh, in the middle of this uh, this conversation, will you? Yeah. Hey, don't worry. We're not live. So <laughs> <laughs> we can record or we can edit any of this out. Oh, thank God. I'm like, yeah, because you said, yeah, do this. And then... Like shortly thereafter, oh, by the way, we've got the CEO and the commissioner of the league coming on. No big deal or anything. No big deal. Don't ruin this for us. Uh, well, hopefully we won't. Our, uh, Zach, well, there's a pack show. So why don't we go ahead and get to it? Let's start with the interview uh, with Steve Hall. And then, of course, as you guys always do on Mondays, we'll break down the slate, talk about your guys' bets, and, uh, and take care of all of that stuff before uh, we end the show. Yeah? Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. Make sure to get down on the win bets. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. You want to win the ultimate fantasy football experience? All you got to do, bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. You're going to get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. 
Go ahead and get down on it a lot of times. If you want, multiple entries are allowed. So much to choose from. All you got to do, download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through a WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So we're on to Sleeper. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And you probably already have a fantasy league or three or four or ten on there. I know I do. It is a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can even make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It is super simple. And if you know me, you know I love simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason that I'm super excited about the over-under game on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest so we can all play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and more importantly copy my friends picks with just the tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride it out together so stop whatever you're doing right now unless you're driving keep driving but download the sleeper app now to play their new over over under game and have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone join our listener group over on sleeper at sleeper.com slash sgp sleeper is going to automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars that's right join our squad get the 100 deposit bonus match at sleeper.com slash sgp terms and conditions apply see to sleepers terms of use for details Joined now by the CEO and commissioner of the AUDL, Steve Hall, the one who makes the discs fly. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rod. Happy to be here. Uh, all right. So, Steve, look, this is wild because, again, we'll, we'll touch on this later, but I'm sort of a novice to this sport. But I want to say, just as somebody kind of from the outside looking in, it was amazing to me to see, first of all, this sport go. And second of all, that someone had the foresight and the wherewithal to bring this sport to the masses. So kudos to you to bring this into our living room and, and really kind of what was the imagination behind taking this to a professional level? Yeah, you know, Ron, it's, it's, a, it's a sport that's still relatively new in, in the grand scheme of things. You know, it was uh, invented back in the late 60s. Um, and so people are just still getting their head around it, right? It's been something most people picked up in college. It's a lifestyle sport. So even at 55, I play it now. Um, but, you know, Rod, uh, um, Rob, sorry, Rob Lloyd and I, who's uh, the chairman, said, you know, this is such a perfect sport. It's fast moving, fast action, lots of stats, high flying action. You, you have the ESPN uh, sports here, top 10 highlight kind of plays. Um, it's super cheap, right? It's the cost of a disc. Why can't this thing be the biggest sport globally? And, you know, Rob and I had that aha moment we're like, Oh my God, it really could be this big. And so when, you know, we got, uh, you know, maybe uh, a couple of adult beverages into the conversation, um, we got each other really fired up and said, let's do this. Let's really kick in some money, kick in a really professional plan and let's see how big this can be. So, you know, uh, AUDL is really our first step on a very big global path. And, you know, I I think we made some great strides and and we're already starting to see the fruits of our labor being born uh, on the international stage now. 
I think what's fantastic is we live in this world of the ESPN Ocho, right? Where there's so many sports that are off, and I say on the fringe, but not necessarily to knock the, the sports validity, but just that people haven't brought to the mainstream yet. And so what's great is that these, these sports that can be that way start to enter the mainstream. And now with the invention of sports gambling and the popularity and growing of it all, I was just talking to Zach right offline. It's like, if there is a book, can we bet on this? And so you have also partnered and brought this into sports betting, which obviously there's a lot of sports out there that are still sort of reluctant to do so. But you are like, nope, let's bet on this. Let's have people more involved in this sport, not just to, to watch it, but to, to have money on it. So where did that marriage come from? And, and how do you think that's actually going to help this sport kind of take it from the Ocho to ESPN? Yeah. So, uh, uh I'll confess that I, I do love my, my gambling opportunities. Um, you know, it's been something that I'm an engineer, you know, by education, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So I've always loved it. And, you know, when Rod, Rob and I were really, you know, thinking about how do we grow this? How do we, you know, get this into everybody's living room? Um, I'm a data is a new, new oil kind of person. And we said, hey, we have all these great statistics. We've seen just kind of how sports entertainment is changing, right? And we say, you don't just go to the arena or the field and watch the great athleticism on the field and go, oh, they're playing zone versus man, right? You spend half your time looking at your phone, thinking about your fantasy league, taking selfies. And to me, gambling is part of the sports entertainment experience. And we're like, you know, why shy away from this? Let's embrace it. It's, if you don't believe in this, I, I think you're mistaken as a sports CEO and leader. Um, so we said, let's, we're all in on this. Um, because it's a comfort zone for me, but I believe that's going to be just part of the of the world. We said, hey, you know, and again, not just are you going to have, you know, the ability to gamble from your seat, but I truly believe, and I, I literally bumped into David Tepper in Los Angeles a few months ago, and I, I was trying to shout to him, I was like, the future of Charlotte is literally the stadium with a hotel connected to an entrance and a casino at the bottom floor. You know, you're going to roll from the casino. You're going to go see the match, the game, maybe come back, have a concert that night and gamble on your way in, out. And when you wake up the next morning, that's entertainment. That's the entertain. That's the new entertainment complex. So, you know, to answer your question, again, we saw all this coming. Let's embrace it. Because as you said, uh, you may not know what ultimate is, but you understand gambling. You like having fun. It's part of your entertainment experience. Hey, what is this new cool thing? It's got statistics that kind of feel familiar to me. Let's just go have some fun and learn about it. Yeah, it's a blast. I know Zach's over here. Zach is a former player, so uh, you know mm -hmm. he, he understands all the ins and outs of this. Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of funny. I was on Twitter this past weekend, and there's actually some Twitter sharks, gambling sharks who know nothing about Ultimate, posting their winnings from the <laughs> ADL that they were betting on earlier this weekend, um, which is fun to see. You said you're a data guy, and we uh, we like to see the growth in the sports books. Can you explain on your relationship with L Sports that you has the data they're collecting and what they do exactly? Absolutely. So, you know, as we, you know, I'm obviously still learning about, you know, what it means to be in the, the sports gambling world. Um, so we know, you know, we had the deal uh, with, with DraftKings that kind of kicked us off. They were starting to make, um, you know, lines on the games, which is great, right? You want someone to kind of kick that off obviously a big brand name, but really to take this to the next level of professionalism, we needed a distribution partner. And so you have the sport radars, the genius sports out there that obviously have the big contracts with the major sports. 
And we needed that because we need to get our data from the games, you know, the player statistics, the game statistics, that needs to be, uh, you know, scrubbed, quality control, and then sold out to the world, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, Bet365, casinos, you need to have someone who's really looking over your shoulder. So um, L Sports actually reached out to us. They, they saw some of our stuff on Facebook, literally cold called us and said, hey, we're an Israeli company. We do a lot of this for sports outside of North America. We want to get into North America. We're looking for a partner. And we said, hey, great. You know, we also need a partner, you know, marriage made in heaven right there. So it's a five-year deal. We signed with them last year. They are literally, they have an, uh, they're hooked into, they have our API, goes right to them. So all of the statistics we have on a game flow right to, to, to uh, L Sports. And then what they're doing is a little bit of quality control scrubbing. And then they're also starting to make betting products. So you're going to see a lot more betting products come out in the postseason here in August. And then they're going to make a lot of these new um, like bet boosters. They have kind of some trademark names that they're going to offer out to the world. So great partner. They're going to help us also think about, um, you know, the registration we have to do with every state. Um, so just a good overall partner in, in getting our name out there to the betting world. What's the response so far that you're seeing to the, the sports betting aspect of the, is it a positive? Are you, are you pleased with it? Or is this something you really want to hammer on to grow it, going into the next couple of seasons? You know, we, we absolutely want to hammer on it. It's, you know, we are definitely going to, you know, uh, crawl, walk, run on this uh, because, you know, obviously for someone like us, we're in the entertainment business, you know, we're not a gambling house. We don't have our own books. So I want to be really, really careful. You know, you don't want to take any missteps because that could set you back years so we were definitely, you know, crawl, walk, run. Um, and they're just coming out. You know, DraftKings was good just to kind of get our name out there. They're running a book, have no idea how much they make, how big, you know, the volume is. Um, so we anticipate kind of a uh, really a pilot starting in August with our postseason and really want to kick it into higher gear come 2023. Yeah, because I know Zach and Chase love them some gambling on this sport, and they would love nothing more than have a whole host <laughs> of different bets to talk about uh, coming up in the mm -hmm. next few seasons, prop bets and the like. So uh, definitely excited about that. And look, as DJ and as we are here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we like we want to throw everything at the books. So let's yeah. let's get after it. I can tell you, I'm I'm having a blast making up my own props, throwing them at Chase that <laughs> we can come up with, uh, throwing on Twitter. Anyone could come up with an over-under. But you talk about partners. You talk about growth. Uh, big announcement last week with the minority stake with Legends. Um, do you want to expand on that, what that can mean, uh, what's already happening behind the scenes with Legends buying a minority stake in the ADL? Absolutely. Well, yeah, this has been um, several months coming, but it really started with a partnership. We had a relationship we had with a company called Maestro. So they were our national sponsorship sales reps. So they were going after, you know, going after the sponsors to help, you know, put money into the league, uh, do some advertising through us. Legends acquired Maestro, and that's how the relationship kicked off. We actually started talking about it late last year. And Legends is, you know, a, a huge company that you've never heard of. Um, you know, started by the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, brought in the Steinbrenner family, and then recently Sixth Street Capital took a majority stake in them. So you know, a very big private company, private equity company behind them. And they're a services company. So there's really two pieces to this relationship. The, the big piece is really the services side. So as we think about professionalizing our business, um, you know, we have never been able to tap into really sophisticated data analytics. So they really look at your 
um, you look at your client base, understand who are they, you know, how old, you know, do they like to gamble? Uh, you know, what do they spend their money on? Things like that. We needed to have more data behind it. Again, I'm a data and oil kind of guy. So love that. Um, and then they're going to help us optimize ticketing strategies, merchandise strategies, and hopefully one day help us think about, you know, venues. So it's been great. They bring us, uh, they professionalize us, the services we have. Um, and then also the incredible network, right? They just did all of SoFi for uh, Stan Kroenke. Um, so they, they really elevate the conversations, get us into a whole new set of conversations we would never get into. So illegitimate, it gives us some street cred for sure, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to have the money and, um, you know, and that's what we're looking forward to as well, but it's really, you know, the network that they bring and, um, you know, open up new relationships for us. I mean, it's just fantastic to me, the amount of opportunity there is for anybody to take an idea, turn it into a business and then turn it into something that others can have fun with. I, I mean, again, it's, it's just, I love being alive in this time of, of age because there's so many opportunities for us to have fun watching things that we would not necessarily have thought we would grow up watching. You know, obviously the big sports are the big sports, baseball, football, hockey, right? But there's so much more fun to have underneath the surface and especially as a kid from California, I was just telling Zach, I played Ultimate a lot. Didn't really know what it was. I knew I was playing it. But then I, I've, I've just recently saw this world of, of folks doing this at a, a higher level than I'll ever get to do it, uh, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to try because uh, I know in the Army we played a lot of it too. So, um, you know, a, a lot of fun and a lot of, of opportunity to have fun. And uh, guys like you, Steve, are, are, are on the forefront of this. But you're not just the commissioner and part owner of the Atlanta Hustle. You said earlier you played, you still play. Uh, talk about how you got into this this great uh, sport that is the, the AUDL and, and Ultimate Frisbee. Absolutely. So I was uh, a sophomore at Georgia Tech back in 1985, which makes me a really, really old guy. Um, and that's, you know, kind of picked it up in intramurals. I've always been that casual player. I had really one season of, I'll call it competitive play, because I had had a job, you know, versus my ultimate friends were my cool, fun hangout friends. And I was the guy who was working 12 or 14 hours. But I mean, I still play it. I'm back. I'm leaving on Thursday night to go to Ireland to play in the great yeah. Grand Masters tournament. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on one of four teams representing the U.S. and the great Grand Masters over in Ireland. So it's it's awesome. And again, it's a lifestyle sport, uh, much like tennis and golf. You can really enjoy it, which is great, right? Which is great. Lacrosse, rugby, you know, you're not going to play it once you get into your 30s. Um, and a lot of people even, you know, drop it in their 20s. So we, we love it, again, as a global sport. As I mentioned, it's a cost of a disc, right? It's cheaper than soccer. It's already global. And in fact, you know, w- this is the biggest excitement in, in dealing with L sports is that we just don't have the gambling in here in North America. You've got a chance for people, you know, if you're in Asia, you're in Europe, you're in Latin America, you can bet on AUDL. Um, we took some teams down to a, a famous tournament called the TEP in Medellin in, in April. Uh, that was great. We're starting to work on more activity showcases in Latin America. I have a call Thursday morning with a group in China who wants to bring us over to China. And then uh, when I'm in the UK here in July, we're meeting to talk about how we take pro ultimate to Europe. So, I mean, this is already, you know, kicking, getting outside of North America and, uh, and picking up steam. Are you shocked? Are, are you really just take it all in and think to yourself, wow, what have I discovered? I, it, just, it is a little, sometimes a pinch me thing. I mean, and the guys from China, we were thinking, you know, Japan, South Korea, because we know that area well. And literally another one of these 
hey, we have a player uh, who's, who's Chinese national and said, hey, I've been talking to these guys. They've, they've got a, a subscription to our live stream, AUDL.TV. They've been watching you. They think this is so cool and they think it could be the next big thing in China. Um, hey, they'd love to talk to you. And I was like, absolutely. And so it's amazing the inquiries that are coming in now of, hey, how can we get pro ultimate in our, our, our country, our city, our town or whatever. So it, it's cool. It's, it's a rocket ride and you know, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> as well, you should. Speaking of enjoying it, as a commissioner, as a player, any favorite memories of, of ultimate that you have? Uh, I know you probably can't pick one, but if there was, <laughs> if there was one thing that you could say, I, I really enjoyed this again, as a player, as a commissioner, uh, maybe even as a fan, what, what was your favorite ultimate memory that you could think of? Oh gosh, that's a great question. I think, you know, as commissioner, I was, we were really nervous about, you know, expanding and just my, my recent one, which is really standing out is like, wow, you know, how can we make this bigger? Can we really get some really big turnouts? And so, you know, we brought in uh, Colorado, Portland and Salt Lake, and it was great um, where you got a partners excited. All three of the owners were really excited. Like Steve, we think we can do great things. We think the community's ready for this. And these geographies, I was like, oh, wow, this is so hard. And we've got so many things on our plate. And then every each one of their opening days was setting a new record. And I was just like, oh, wow, I think we really have found the magic formula. You know, because we've, we've been, you know, we've been grinding along for 10 years. <clears throat> and that's, again, when Rob and I were like, let's do this. Let's really put our foot down, let's, let's dream, let's dream big and get other people excited around us. Mm -hmm. And these guys were just crushing it. And, and they're, they're the three, they're three of the top four attendance figures this year of the expansion. So it's like having, you know, like your, your, your child on Christmas, open up a package. They're excited. You're excited. Everybody's excited. So I, I'm, I'm loving that. That's probably my, my, my best memory so far. I've got a, I've got a sneak in a question real quick. How did Portland, land a venue taking the timbers soccer stadium to play in i tell you joel caswell and his team they are rock stars i mean this is again he's a guy who is dreaming as big as us and he's like let's do this you know and he reached out um had some connections and said you know why why can't we play in the portland timbers venue like i think a lot of a lot of teams be like oh gosh you know they're too big you know mls is still too big for us he's like no, let, let's do this. Let's do this big. And they have a great relationship. He said he is converting about 100 MLS fans per week um, into ticket holders for the Portland Nitro. Wow. Um, and the, the Timbers have been great partners. They have let them come, kind of put up the booth. They have this big TV they bring in. They said they had about 4,000 people they touched in some way, shape, or form during the first Portland Timbers game. They said they didn't have enough staff to answer all the questions. So it's, it's been great. They're loving it. And they're trying to figure out how we can do more things at the Timber Stadium. That's fantastic. I mean, that in and of itself just screams to you that there is a market for this. I mean, if nothing else, uh, having people come in flocks and not even and overwhelm the venue, I guess, shows you well enough that there's a hunger for for this. Uh, so you became commissioner in 2018. What, what prompted you to want to become the commissioner? Yeah, great question. So, you know, when I left, uh, I left grad school in 96, went up to New York. Uh, so I was with Goldman Sachs and uh, Citigroup. But I, I became a kind of a private equity guy. So, you know, I was an engineer. So I'm, I'm a tinkerer. I'm a builder. I learned how to do that on the financial side, how to build small companies. And so when I came to Charlotte in 2009, 
you know, I, I heard about the AUDL, I became a team owner. And I just was looking at this going, this could be really big. And then Rob Lloyd and I kind of, you know, bounced into each other at a cocktail uh, reception for an off-season meeting. And that's when that kind of our, our bromance started of like, hey, this could be really big. And in 2018, we were talking, I said, Rob, I said, you know, I understand how to build companies. That's, that's my strength. I get it. I'm doing it now in the private equity world. I think, you know, I would do better as, you know, CEO. And it was a time for the, the, the original CEO. He was looking for the next chapter in his life. So timing worked for, for Rob, timing worked for me. And again, it was one of those nights, a couple of adult beverages and dreaming the same dream or like, let's, let's do this. And the next day, he's like, you're in. Let's go. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, Zach, is there anything else you want to address? Do yeah, I, I've got maybe a, a couple of questions. Um, going back on the growth and, you know, working with L Sports or not L Sports, but um, Legends, you know, mm -hmm. and the kind of outreach they have. Now, on the side of media, when we get to see highlights and scores like on the bottom line for uh, like watching ESPN or Fox Sports, seeing a score come out naturally, do you think you could see AEDL, you know, on like a segment on ESPN to watch highlights or watching the bottom line and seeing scores pop up or even going through an app and get a chance to check out the scores on like the ESPN app or Fox sports. Yeah. You, you have got one of our big dreams. I mean, you know, this is the tough thing when you're emerging sport, you want the big media companies to pick you up. Right. Cause right mm -hmm. now, um, you know, they're, they just, they touch so many people, Fox ESPN because they have dedicated <clears throat> writers. And so, Zach, absolutely, that's what we're looking for. We keep knocking on their door, and that is very much what we're hoping Legends can help us with. You know, they just have network. You know, they've got, uh, you know, um, they just got a, a bigger bigger stick when it comes to, you know, making noise out there. So that's our goal. We, we appreciate you guys coming, talking about us. Uh, you know, I'm doing mm -hmm. a lot of interviews. I do not turn down any radio interview or anything because we have to get the word out. And, and that's what Legends sees. I mean, you know, they're very unique. They're looking at us. The, um, you know, it's well known that they're looking at other emerging sports because they like, uh, you know, you're not the top five, maybe throw cricket in as a top six globally. They're not growing. You know, you're not going to go from 32 to 64 teams in these major pro sports, but we can get bigger. We can be the next UFC, the new, you know, PFL. And that's what they're betting on is, hey, you guys have the stuff. You check all the boxes. And now we need some more wind behind your sails. And so, Zach, that's absolutely what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where I've got my big screen and right. And it's got our scores down at that bottom banner roll across on a Saturday night. So, Steve, you don't have to sell the listeners of this podcast necessarily into the sport of Ultimate, but there is a worldwide audience that you want to try and capture. So if somebody is listening to this, and we're going to clip this out for the, the social media clip, I, I want you just a quick elevator pitch on why folks should be paying attention to Ultimate and, and why your sport is uh, a great one to have an adult beverage in hand and your, uh, your betting lines up. Yeah, so it, it's fast action. It's got the great layouts. It's got the great highlights. You can consume it in two hours. You know, you're not waiting around three days. It's got all the stats, like you said. You can do the overrunners in the game. We're going to have, you know, player props coming out, I know, here this next year. It is the total package. And not only that, we're going for the next level. We're going to have video game. We, we're developing a video game going to be coming out Q3, Q4. We're going to have non-fungible tokens you're going to see coming out August. 
And so we are the total package for the modern pro sport. And, you know, why go out anywhere else? You can get it. And not only that, it's going to be the cheapest one to come see. So you and your buddies for a hundred bucks can come watch a game and kind of have a couple of beers. I cannot argue with that type of an outing at all. Steve mm -hmm. Hall, ladies and gentlemen, CEO and commissioner of the AUDL. Steve, just want to thank you for your time and, and for bringing Ultimate to us and the masses. Zach, yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, thanks, guys. I love me a good cup of coffee. I really, really do. And sometimes it is very difficult as you walk up and down the aisles of your favorite supermarket to find a coffee that is truly one that connects with you. Well, stop the up and down the aisles. Stop trying to find that perfect coffee. Let Trade Coffee find that coffee for you because it literally connects you to the freshest, best tasting coffee that you will ever have at home. It's got partners with country's best craft roasters all of them they're all independent business owners they're all from big cities they're all from small towns they are exactly what you need to get the coffee that is right for you and you don't even got to take their word for it but you should because they are experts and they taste these coffee they actually taste every single coffee that they recommend to you thousands of them at a time from 400 different kinds they are ready for you and they are ready to ship to you there's no one perfect coffee, but there's a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm is there to find it. You don't like it after that first taste? Don't worry. They are so confident, Trade is, that they're going to give you the right coffee for you the first time that if they actually don't, if by some rare pit they don't, then they're going to take your feedback, they're going to give it back to you, and you are going to get a coffee expert to work with you to find you a bag that you like for free. So. Definitely make sure to get down on this trade coffee deal. It is giving new subscribers like you a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. More than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. Let trade coffee find a coffee that you are going to love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes it virtually invisible for you to be found online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. So your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish, super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. Best part, you won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP.
Well, Zach, we are here to recap week eight in the AUDL. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but uh, a lot of close games this week and, and games mm -hmm. that uh, definitely were decided by at least one score or if not two. But uh, yeah, I mean, what were your takeaways from this overall week? Yeah, like you said, a lot of close games. There was a couple of games in here that had a lot of implication on you know, playoff seeding, play-in. We talk a lot about the Southern Division only getting two playoff teams instead of three like the other divisions. We're going to talk about the Austin Soul and their road trip up to Chicago and Madison and the wins, the one win they're able to pull off that kind of leveraged them over Atlanta. Um, we had a big rivalry down in Southern California between San Diego and L.A. That was just a back-and-forth battle, a must-win kind of for L.A., um, but we'll get into that too. But big games for just week eight out of 14, the AADL. It's just crazy because, again, I talked about how close these scores are. I mean, you're looking at one, two, three. I mean, th these were some hotly contested battles uh, mm -hmm. this week. And you could probably tell that the postseason is on the line. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll remind everyone, some of these close games, they're just a matter of, you know, end of quarter buzzer beaters, right? Um, that's like an extra possession or an extra D. So if you are able to score at the end of the quarter, which some of these teams utilize quite a bit, uh, you're going to be up a point or two going into the next quarter and just you know ride your offensive points into uh, the holds and get the close wins. Well, one of those teams that was on the losing end of it, the Ottawa Outlaws, losing to Boston Glory 19-18 to in that one. The spread was at three, so obviously Ottawa covered the spread. Uh, they were the underdogs in this matchup. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, talk about the overall betting spread. The over-under set at uh, 46 and a half. Uh, looks like the mm -hmm. under hit. And uh, well Boston, under. yeah, well under. Boston, the favorite at uh, minus 400, they hit as well. But Ottawa made it close. Yeah, so we were actually on Boston. So we have this thing. Canadian teams travel down to America, uh, to the United States. It doesn't bode well. Terrible against the spread. Terrible straight up. Um, after the weekend, it was still terrible straight up. But Ottawa came in fighting. I think they knew the next game against New York was going to be pretty bad. Uh, so they came in fighting. The, it was a back-and-forth game. I think the largest lead was about two goals for any of our non-ultimate fans. Think of basketball being the largest lead, being five points throughout the entire game. That It was a very close game. Ottawa gave it all they got. Um, Boston Glory, one of the best throwers in the league, Benjamin Saduk, with six assists, 430 throwing yards, um, which is able to get the upper hand against Ottawa in that one. Tough that Ottawa now falls to one and six. Boston improving to three and five, so... Yeah, I mean, poor Ottawa. I, I am an Ottawa Red Blacks fan of the Canadian Football League, so anytime an Ottawa team league, uh, loses, I take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not the Senators, because even they don't necessarily enjoy the Senators all that much. But No. Um, any other takeaways from this game there, uh, Zach? Nothing at all. I mean, these are two – Boston's kind of on the outside looking in. Um but these are two teams that are kind of out of playoff contention with we'll talk about Philly um, coming up here shortly being that fourth team looking in now actually third place. So actually, if we want to jump into that and talk about their big one. Yeah, let's talk about the Philadelphia Phoenix 18 Toronto rush 14. Uh, it looked like the spread was at uh, minus five and a half in favor of Philadelphia over under set at 42 and a half and Philly heavily favored at 10 to one. 
uh, not ten to one, rather minus one thousand. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Philly won this one and, and they took it away. But uh, Toronto still covering the spread. Yeah, uh, big spread too. Uh, we were on the under in this one, so we hit that. But Toronto's offense still a bad offense. They've got one of the best throwers in Luke Komeyer, uh in the entire city. I think he leads the league in throwing yards. For some reason, they can't put it together. Um, James Pollard, five goals, 350 receiving yards for Philadelphia. Greg Martin right behind him with three goals. Uh, this put Philly in third place. So preseason, I broke down the schedule. I made my projections. I think I had Philadelphia dead last in the division. They're now sitting at third in front of Montreal, um, up a half game. I think they got a, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of tough spots against DC and New York coming up. But they put themselves in the driver's seats, which is huge for them. Um, I'm loving what James Pollard's doing. He's been my favorite player all season for Philadelphia. He's on my fantasy team right now. Uh, this team is gritty, and they're winning games. If they're losing, they're losing tight games. Um, so big fan of this. Uh, kind of expected Toronto to not do much on this road trip. The fact that they covered, kudos to them. Good teams win, great teams cover. But Philly with a big dub, they should have won it. They took care of business, and they're in the driver's seat now for a playoff game. Again, six weeks out, but some of these games matter a lot. Well, you talked about Toronto and a rough weekend. Absolutely rough in the next game uh, against the D.C. Breeze, where they lost by 10, uh, 26-16 to the final there. Did not cover this spread as it was at minus 8.5 in, mm-hmm. in favor of D.C. The over-under set at 46.5, and, and of course the uh, money line heavily juiced toward D.C. at minus 6,000. So Toronto, unfortunately, could not walk away from this weekend with a single win in their favor. Yeah, uh, again, on the under on this one, big hit. And this followed our trend. Teams traveling for back-to-back games, second half of back-to-back, atrocious records. This fell in line with that. Um, It's easy to bet against Toronto right now. Uh, But in the game, uh, not much that Toronto could do. Let's see. uh, Here we go. 16 blocks for DC against a struggling rush team and had the Toronto rush at 50% hold rate. That means for every two points their offense goes out there, they only score once. That's a bad, bad percentile to be in. You want to be kind of in the 80s and 90 percentile there. Um, DC had 22 chances to get a break. For all those who are new to ultimate, a break, it's just like it is in tennis. When you're starting on defense but you end up scoring, that's a break. You took a point away from the offense. So DC, 22 chances for that break. Rush had no answer for them. They're probably exhausted. Like Steve said in the interview, some of these guys, all these guys have day jobs. They got to go back Monday and start work, and they wanted to get out of D.C., and D.C. took advantage of that. Yeah, it's got to be rough to know. You you just lost two games. Now you got to go back to work every day uh, to try to get out and do it all over again. But, I mean, you know, look, you're, you're passionate about a sport. You want to come out and you want to yeah. play and you have some fun. Uh, I hope that you still have fun uh, despite not look. winning. <laughs> All this traveling is free. They just went to D.C. for free. I mean, you can't get mad at that. They're sightseeing right now. They probably want to go see a Washington Monument instead of playing D.C. I mean, look, I've been to D.C. enough to where I want to go to Georgetown. That's that's what I want to do. I want to hit the Georgetown <laughs> area, uh, and, you know, 
do a little bit of sightseeing down there with a, <laughs> an adult beverage in my hand. So much sightseeing that you'll just forget about it. <laughs> well, I've been there and done that, and I think I'd do it again <laughs> if given the opportunity. Uh, all right, Ottawa, uh, their second game, and New York stays undefeated. Uh, they are 9-0. and They beat Ottawa 21-15. to This, unfortunately, was not an opportunity for Ottawa to come back and, and be close. Uh, but they did cover the spread again. The spread set at 9.5 over under, set at 46.5. So once again, the under hit. And uh, Ottawa was at plus 1,400 to win. That did not happen. But New York was at minus 8,000. So if you go by uh, Cody Zeeb, <laughs> who is the co-host of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the network, if you go by his philosophy, you only pay the juice if you lose. So if you bet on this, you didn't lose. <laughs> And you didn't pay any juice. That's exactly right. Um, look, this is one of those that didn't hit with our trends that we like, right? Um, we go in. One of our commandments here is make sure you check the active roster roster before you bet on the game. New York was actually without some key players, offensive stud John Lincio and Antoine Davis on the defensive end. They kind of played lackluster for the first half. Actually, Ottawa was only down two. or no, it was up 10-8. Starting off on the third quarter, um, if I had a chance to watch that live, I would be freaking out. Like, what is going on? Knowing the minus nine and a half is dead. But at the end of the day, New York is too much. We went through their midseason rankings. The three talking heads of the ADL, best team, best offense, best defense, best coaching staff, uh, MVP front runner Ryan Osgar, six assists, two goals. There's too much for Ottawa, um, uh, the Ottawa Outlaws. But New York, you know, with all those studs, they can miss a couple of players and still probably win a game against Ottawa, which they did here. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what you do. If you if no one beats you, I, you're good, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. really all there is to it. So, yeah, New York definitely. A win's a win. A win is a win. Doesn't matter if it's. But what did you say? Good teams win. Uh, great teams cover. Great teams cover. So Ottawa, we thank you for that. If you bet on Ottawa. Uh, which again, it's my my soft spot for Ottawa sports. I, I do love me some uh, Ottawa <laughs> folks up there. I've made a lot of friends in the capital city of of Canada. It's it's just amazing. Have now, you actually paid some visits up there? I have. Well, I have been in the area once uh, when I was uh, up in upstate New York, and, uh, mm. and so yeah, I've been around the area. But I didn't know at the time. I only started to love Canada. <laughs> recently in fact this shirt you can't see this shirt but this shirt is from a band that is out there in ottawa right now iconoclast uh they I, i've met the drummer online and and we have a, a good friendship so it's funny that we're talking about ottawa team I'm wearing an ottawa shirt <laughs> uh, i love it uh, all right let's move to the central where the um austin and Forgive me for this one because, you know, again, I'm still kind of new to the sport. But uh, uh, walk me through this one. Uh, Austin and Chicago. Yeah. Austin Soul traveling to Chicago, one of our few interdivisional games that we get to have. Austin typically in the South Division. Um, I said before we started this breakdown that Austin is in a huge road trip. Um, the South is a small division. They get to beat up on Tampa and Dallas and then struggle against Atlanta and Carolina, uh, who are the top two teams. So they got to prove something going up against Chicago, who to me, the best defense, I would say power rankings, you put them at third, um, the Chicago Union is, I don't have a power ranking out. I would love to get a power ranking out. Um, 
just so we have something to refer to. So Austin had a big test, and it started with Chicago. Um, Chicago gets the dub, 24-21. Chicago was minus two favorites. Uh, we were on Chicago, minus two. Big, because I just thought Chicago was too much, and they were. Palajana, six assists, 437 throwing yards. He was last year's MVP's runner-up. Um, it stinks because you had Austin. They controlled the game all the way through midway through the third quarter, and then – they give up three breaks in a row. This put Chicago's this put Chicago up one, allowing them to trade points until the end of the fourth, which Chicago then got a couple breaks themselves. Then they get the cover. Then I could start breathing. Um, definitely one of those nice sweats that you get uh, throughout the game. A lot of like late scoring that didn't mean a lot that helped Chicago get to the minus two. Um, and then a good shout out to rookie Raddick. Um, who is a kind of a front runner for rookie of the year for Austin. He had a pretty big weekend, but he had um, a good show out. Unfortunately, he was also responsible for a third of Austin's turnovers. Um, and he had those three straight breaks that Chicago had. Uh, those weren't Chicago forcing blocks. Those were Austin throwing away the disc. So they missed out on an opportunity to take away a sweep from the weekend. We'll talk about the Madison game coming up. But Chicago, just the better team, too. They're able to take advantage and get the dub and the cover. No hook in this, so you definitely were sweating as the uh, the, the yeah. spread literally went by three, and you were at never yet. A push is a loss. I have this bad mentality <laughs> in gambling where a push is a loss in my book. I, I just I stored away a unit for uh, 24 hours, and it... <laughs> Lost the value of inflation right there. Yeah, if you didn't, yeah, if you don't win and you get it back, it's like, well, I didn't want this back. I wanted more back with it. What are you, what <laughs> yeah, are you giving exactly. this back to me for? Opportunity cost is a real thing in gambling. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, it is frustrating to not get it. Uh, all right, so let's see. Yeah, you said the over under was at 43 and a half, the over hit there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Chicago at minus 210. <clears throat> so, yeah, not not as heavily juiced as most of these other lines, but no, still. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Detroit Mechanics, uh, as they did not win against the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds. The final score there, 24-21. Detroit still ended up covering, though, as Pittsburgh was the favorite at minus six. Over under shattered in this one, 37 and a half. Pittsburgh taking it home at minus 1,600. Uh, Zach, what were you guys uh, thinking on this one? Yeah, so Detroit, (laughs) since, Rod, you're new to this, I'm going to give you this fun fact. They're writing, I want to say it's 55 straight losses over the span of about three and a half seasons. Wow. Um, Tough. And what's really tough is the Thunderbirds are possibly the second or third worst team in the league. So... We were on Detroit Mechanics plus six. We just thought that spread was too big. We we're also on the under. Did not expect these offenses to produce a lot. We expected a lot of turnovers and just a lot of defensive trying to play offense, and it just causes a slow game. Um, we didn't get that. 24-21 was surprisingly high. I was looking at the stats, and these offenses look like they kind of held – they look like a like a confident offense. Um for Pittsburgh, Thomas Edmonds with a stat line that's insane. Five assists, eight goals, three blocks. Um, I had to look back, but plus minus 15, for those who don't know what a plus minus is, 
Goals, blocks, assists, count as one. Throwaways or drops, minus one. A plus-minus of 15 in a single game. Big contribution from Thomas Edmond for Detroit. Um, Cubit and Sogren, they're two only guys on the team um, responsible for you know over 50% of the usage weight usage rate that the mechanics have um but yeah i gave a prop to chase last week over under five and a half minutes that detroit was actually going to hold a lead and it was well over detroit had this lead i think going to the fourth quarter they were about to break a streak um i'm betting detroit money line every week until they could finally get a dub i thought this was going to be it but obviously not we'll have to wait probably till next year because i don't think they'll play the thunderbirds again until next year but um, yeah, that was just tough loss for them. I'm a little surprised that it's only plus seven fifty for a team that's lost fifty three straight. You figure yeah. that that would be a little more of an incentive to bet. Yeah, I mean, at plus seven fifty, that actually would have been. I think last week we had our largest dog win at plus seven fifty, so this would have tied. Um, ultimately, could be a bit of a chalky sport sometimes. So you'll see these spreads be like two and a half, three and a half goals, but you'll see these money lines jump over five to one just because the spreads are probably what you want to bet. And the money lines are like, we know this team is going to win, but they may not win by much. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, like I said, if a team's lost 43 straight, I'd, I'd throw them at like plus 15. Plus, but then again, you know, I don't know. You're looking at... <laughs> Make plus, it fun for the fans. Yeah, I mean, if you're giving Ottawa plus 1,400 against New York, you, you know Detroit's not winning, so keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're hedging too. They're like, at some point, it's got to break through. And someone's betting $100 per game on this, and we're going to lose a lot, so... <laughs> for sure uh all right you talk about austin and chicago austin and madison uh look like a pick them there for these guys but the over under Mm -hmm. set at 41 and a half and it looks like austin one point (laughs) one point winners over madison 1918 that looked like a very close game yeah and this is what i was talking about before we hit the breakdown this was a big win for austin soul um I felt like they probably wanted that win against Chicago. They knew they could have won it. Um, as for confidence when they played Chicago, they know they can compete with playoff-level teams. Um, after I don't think they've ever touched the playoffs. Um, they were, they've were they been little brothers to Dallas for about the four or five years they've been a franchise, and now they're on top. They can taste the competition that they can play up to that level. And then they go to Madison after that loss, and they just their offense stays composed and was able to get it done. They put themselves, I think, about second in this uh, South, maybe a half game back in the South behind Atlanta. But they've got one game against Atlanta Hustle, who sits at second, and then four games against Dallas and Tampa, who have combined 0-11 record. So Atlanta comes to uh, Austin in July. That will be a big game. As for, okay, now we go back to the Soul Radicals game. Sorry, I went on a tangent there. Um yeah, Kyle Hankey for the uh, Austin Soul. Big pickup coming off of his uh, stint with Dallas. He led all players with six assists, while Mark Evans for the uh, Austin had four goals. And, yeah, uh, it's kind of a weird game because you would expect a close game just to be back-and-forth offensive play. Their defense has converted 50% of their break opportunities, which is a very high clip. Uh, it's just Austin was able to get the best of them, a buzzer beater. I talked about the end of quarter points. Austin gets a buzzer beater at the end of the half, puts them up, and then back and forth. 
and they score with three seconds left at the end of the game to be up one against Madison. Kind of hard to get a disc up in three seconds. So kudos to Austin. I think one and one, I still see this as a successful road trip for the Austin Soul. One, they get a taste of blood from the playoff teams that are always there year after year. Two, they get a win that puts them in a position to possibly take the second place in the South Division. Well, and, you know, again, if you can stay within striking distance of the playoffs, all you got to do is get there, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, let's move over to the West where it's Seattle taking on Oakland. And uh, Oakland was the, let's see, Oakland was the underdog and they won three and a half. Uh, the over-under set at 45 and a half. And then, of course, Oakland cashing you on the money line at plus 320. Uh, love me some Oakland, Zach. I, I'm pretty close to that. Yeah. That's a, your new team, isn't it? It is my Start new following team. following the Oakland Spiders. Uh, congrats. They got their first one of the season, too. Yes. Um, big win. I was actually – Seattle is a lower-tiered team that I was actually getting high on over a couple wins over Portland, uh, upset wins over Portland. Uh, but Chase and I were on the under here, 43.5 points. That hit. And as for this game, it – you're looking at two lower tier teams not really playing for a playoff spot. So you're watching guys just play for the love of ultimate. Um, Cascade started off the road trip in Oakland. And the Oakland offense turned its scoring on in the second and fourth quarter with 15 combined points. A team that's notorious for not really having a lot of offensive throughput. Matthew Crawford of the Spiders with six goals. Um, interesting, too, where I think Seattle made a little bit now, they were able to hold on. They ended up going to overtime, and Oakland gets the win. Um, Oakland stud, uh, Norton, looked like he didn't play a single point in the fourth quarter, so for them to be able to hold it together and push this thing to overtime was a pretty big deal. Their defense at the end of the game is kind of what leveraged them to this win. Um, an upset in my eyes because, again, I was high on the Cascades. Spiders were an uh, unproven team who was 0-5 at the time, so kudos to the Spiders for getting that dub. I may have lost a few bucks, but uh, it's good to see some parity in the league sometimes. It's good to see at least a team that's not uh, Detroit win a game, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, not year after year. I mean, Oakland, that franchise, Oakland Spiders, has actually won a few championships back when they were San Jose. Um, a lot of these studs out of San Francisco played with these uh, play or played with that team. It's kind of changed. The culture's kind of changed a bit. Um, we talked about this in Seattle. Seattle has one of the best ultimate scenes in the entire country, but some of the top tier players just refuse to play professional. That's a whole political thing that I will never touch and care about. But I think it's the same thing in the uh, Bay Area with Oakland and San Fran, where they can't really get a hold of these stud players. But, you know, they've had their history and it's time for someone else to take realm. Uh, we are we are some free thinkers out here on the West Coast. Uh, well, Seattle doubled up and took on the Colorado Summit, and Colorado stays on the Summit as they won uh, this game, and they were favored by six. Uh, they definitely won by more than six as they won twenty-two to fourteen. Uh, over under set at forty-four and a half, and the Colorado Summit were given minus two thousand uh, to win this game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, again, if you won, you didn't pay the juice, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think I say this every single week, Colorado wins, which they're now sitting at seven and oh, or six and oh, seven and oh, they're seven and oh, they win and 
I feel like we just we don't talk about it. We don't think about it. The Colorado wins is swept under the rug. They're seven and zero now. They play Seattle, who is on the second half of a back to back. Another angle that we like here was able to hit. Um, as for the over under on this, um, we were liking the over that did not hit. We thought Colorado could bring more firepower to shoot that thing over, but Seattle just did not have a lot going for them. Um, as for personal, you know, players who have played in this game. Some of the stat lines that we'll see here is Matt Jackson, three goals, three assists, ex-Dallas player, um, defunct into uh, Colorado. He had a pretty big game. And the former Radical player, uh, Wiseman, with one assist, one goal, and two blocks. Uh, Colorado's defense, every time a team in the West goes against Colorado, they'll have so much great offense, and then they get into Colorado and play them, and their offense takes a big step down. We see this with Salt Lake. We've seen it with uh, San Diego, um, Seattle with only 14 goals. I think that's close to a season low. So the Summit, they quietly keep winning, and they're quietly the second-best team in the league. Um, Why people – I need to see more about Colorado in the media. So teams like Salt Lake and San Diego, when they go back up against Colorado, actually wake up and know they're playing a a top-tier team, honestly. But not so quietly winning you money. Really? Because that's that's exactly. what the whole goal of this show is. And if Colorado's a bet every week, then Colorado should be a bet every week, right? They're 6-1 and one against the spread. Um, I've got to go back and see how – I mean, they give them minus 6 against Seattle, which is, to me, insane of a – like, 6 could be a little bit of a – like, a, give a team like a minus 9.5 in football or something like that. That's pretty, like, pretty close. Well, that's still a big spread at a professional level. Um but still six and one, they're covering games. Uh, they've been underdogs even while undefeated. That's why I'm saying it's kind of like they're swept under the rug. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I don't think they will be dogs from here on out, but if you're going to get this team at a small spread against another top tier West team, like San Diego or Salt Lake, like I talked about, this may be the team that could just cover and keep putting actual dollars into your account, which is like, <laughs> again, the, end that's goal the name of, of the game. Uh, all right. Speaking of dollars in your account, if you bet on Los Angeles, the Aviators, you won, uh, especially on the three, as they, <clears throat> well, they didn't win the game, but they would have won you money if you bet on the spread, as uh, they were three point dogs, but they only lost by one. They lost 20 to 19 to San Diego. Uh, the Growlers improved to five and one, LA, three and four. Uh, the over under there set at 38 and a half, and of course, the over hit on there just by. <laughs> just by the hook and then of course yeah. uh san diego at minus 500 got you the win as well yeah and uh we were actually on the over so the fact that we had to sweat that out um we went through the data earlier last week and it was these teams the past two years they played each other 37 38 36 like the over the total was right on par even though when they go off to play other teams they're playing in the 40s so we were like ah, it's robber again let's hit the over so we hit that we were also on LA plus three. Um, Chase, who is not here with us right now, so he can't defend himself, was on LA on, uh, as the uh, dog. That was his dog play, which I was very close to wanting to play that too. We've talked a lot about this game. Um, and this game came down literally to the last second with a buzzer beater from Goose Helton to Travis Dunn. Um, Travis Dunn is a player who they've been missing a couple of times so far this year who they've really missed. Um, but San Diego is one of those teams that, like, 
they're a top-tier team. They're probably going to finish second in the West. But yet, they can't blow teams out. They'll play L.A. by one. They'll play Seattle and only win by two. They'll play – I think they played Oakland and only won by four. Um, and then they get to play some of these other top-tier teams. They've already lost to Salt Lake and already lost to Colorado. 0-2 against the two teams that are ahead of them right now. Um, I think they have to find some answers. Uh, we had Paul Lally on our show a few weeks back, and he even expressed his frustrations with how close they're playing teams. Um, and I've always been like, hey, they're going to turn around. They're going to turn around. And, again, this week I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm picking L.A. It worked out in our favor. Uh, Ever Shapiro, seven goals for L.A. Um, just in the last three weeks this guy's been turning it on. It's been a lot of fun to watch on the offensive end. So this L.A. team, again, on the outside looking in, they're uh, just behind Salt Lake, I believe, by a game now. Um, this win for them could have been huge. They could have been more of a playoff contender, maybe stealing that three spot. But um, we'll see. There's still about seven more games for them left, six more games. Well, they are, yeah, right there on the outside looking in at Salt Lake and, and San Diego and Colorado. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a couple more weeks to try to figure something out, and hopefully they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, one game in the south, and that is Carolina taking on Atlanta. Uh, the Carolina Flyers taking the win there over the Atlanta Hustle, which I'm I'm sorry, Zach, I see this shirt that you got yeah, on right I'm now. In my hoodie. That was to impress our uh, guest earlier today. So <laughs> I think it's it worked. Okay. I think it worked. Uh, all right, so Carolina, Atlanta, uh, looked like a pick there. The over-under set at 37.5, and, and Carolina barely on the money line at minus 125 for that win. Mm-hmm. Looks like you guys were on all of that. Yeah, so, excuse me, one second. Yeah, okay. So, um, Atlanta, yeah. Uh, we were on Atlanta. We have a lot of bias on this pod for Atlanta. Uh, Chase has become a big fan. I'm an ex-player. I think we've had Paul, who is an ex-player, Matt and Eli, current players. Um, we've had the commissioner on, who is uh, was a owner of the Atlanta Hustle. So, We've got a lot of bias. We picked them on the money line. We thought this was a great opportunity. Blackout game, big market game for them. A chance to get ahead of Carolina, tie them up in the standings with one more game against them left. Carolina's beat up, and they got to travel to Atlanta. Atlanta looks great for three quarters. Let's call it two quarters and 11 minutes and 50 seconds until 30 seconds left. They could go down and hold and tie the game up. Instead, give up a break and early, like a turn with five seconds left. The Carolina Flyers fast break scored, go up two. They start the fourth quarter with a three nothing run, and from there the game was just over. Um, but Austin Taylor, Bobby Lay for the Atlanta Hustle, who are their two guys who have this touched them every two or three throws. It goes through them only one turnover apiece, which is a pretty big deal for those guys. So they played a pretty efficient game. Um, but Carolina somehow, even with their injuries, they're so deep. Um, the hustle try to slow them down with their two, three, two zone. They call it grits. Um, and Gucci Hannes for the flyers, 87 touches, zero turnovers, which is extremely impressive. The hustle, one of the better teams are getting turns, getting blocks. The flyers were just too efficient for that. Um, for some reason, the hustle can make every other offense look mundane, slow, boring, turnover prone until they play the Flyers, who I think collectively have some of the best throwers in the league. 
Uh, I remember playing them against them in my heyday. And when you're defending downfield, we I've, teams I played for, we rarely played zone. But when you're defending downfield, you can't help out defensively. You can't back off your guy because they could throw from anywhere to anywhere. Uh, Jihannis, Sol Yonick, Eric Taylor had a big game for the hustle, or not for the hustle, for the Flyers. And yeah, they just, Atlanta, their defense couldn't get turns with that zone. They slowed them down. They've, uh, I think they, they barely hit the over, but 22 they kind of slowed them down a bit, and they just couldn't get it done. Well, it looks like the hustle will not be hustling next week, uh, but Carolina will. They'll be taking on Tampa Bay. I know we'll break that down on Thursday, but uh, yeah, Atlanta, they get a week to think about what they've did, what they've done. Mm-hmm. They've actually have one on the social media. They went out and practiced that next morning, Saturday morning practice right after the game. They're thinking about it. They know Austin. That was before Austin went up to play Madison. I'm sure they had a team outing to watch that and see that Austin is right behind them. So hopefully a little bit of motivation to push them along. Little, little scouting, little scouting match out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, Zach, we covered all the games. Uh, anything else you want to touch on for everybody that uh, recap for last week? I've got nothing else. I think we've uh, we've had a pretty good weekend. And again, our over-unders, we keep hitting them. So if you guys are going <laughs> to listen in on this and bet something, Listen to our totals. Um, but, again, next week we'll have a, a smaller slate. Um, I don't know if a lot of these games have implications, but there's going to be spreads and there's going to be totals. So there's going to be a reason to break these games down. And we will do that for you. Uh, hey, I want to thank everybody for letting me play in this playground. Again, I'm new to this this whole world, uh, new to the betting aspect of it. But, listen, if, if there's lines and – gambling to talk about it's a language that if you learn it once you can use it no matter where you uh where you talk about it right any sport Mm -hmm. exactly Uh, it's beautiful but that uh zach thanks so much for uh for letting me do this man thanks for reaching out to me and give me an opportunity to do this for you guys this was a blast hopefully chase doesn't get a hold of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to make that man nervous uh, after he, his job. Nah, he's got a job for sure. Uh, he could speak this language <laughs> way better than I can. So, uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for uh, for joining this episode of the Tilted Land Shark Podcast. I am Rod Villa Gomez. Uh, you will have Chase back after the Thursday episode, so don't worry. I have not taken over for him, and I I will give him back his seat. But it's been a blast, uh, at least today and and for this week, uh, listening. So, Zach, uh, I don't know how you necessarily wrap everything up in here, but I'll I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to wrap up this show. Yeah, um, we end it with one quick saying, and that is hammer or you're nothing. Beautiful. We'll catch you guys on Thursday.